welcome to another episode of Business Line Podcast. This is your host, Ketanjali Devaka. 2020 was an interesting year, with many companies encouraging their employees to work from home. 2021 doesn't seem to be very different, considering the fact that many companies have decided to continue with the policy of working from home. But this change in strategy has actually paved way for other concerns, especially cybercrime. In other words, cybersecurity seems to have taken a whole new dimension in the new year. Would cybercrime have to be tackled differently in the year 2021? Or would it soon be ingrained into the basic skill sets required to survive in this technology-driven era? Joining us today is Keshav Dhakar of Microsoft. Keshav Dhakar gives us insights into the way in which cybercrime ought to be dealt with in the days ahead. Keshav Dhakar, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you on Business Line Podcast. How has the world of cybersecurity changed ever since the whole work-from-home policy took off full-fledged? Thank you, Kitanjali. It's a pleasure to be here on this podcast and, and discussing such an important and a critical topic like cybersecurity. With the world connecting remotely today more than ever, I think cybersecurity is a it's become a very strategic priority for every organization to protect the data, but also as individuals as we operate remotely. I think 2020 was quite pivotal in terms of how the overall cyber threat landscape changed due to COVID-19. So almost every country has seen at least one or two type or more covid theme attacks they have the same objective to get into people's computers and in boxes and do all kinds of criminal activities on the other hand even before covid-19 we have been assessing the threat landscape in the calendar year 2019 and we found that our report which is called security endpoint threat report that the malware encounter rate for india was 1.8 times higher than the global average So data centers are being built and of course India is one of the favorite destinations for build those kind of capabilities to not only serve India but also other markets that would want to leverage the data center infrastructure capabilities that India has as the current infrastructure enough for it because from what i've understood is that it's very difficult for companies such as microsoft to keep a tab of things that happen through their networks for example if i'm having a teams conversation where does the data from this teams conversation land in does it land into a data center in india or will it land into a data center in the united states how do we keep a tab of malicious activities happening through such networks So it's a good question. Let me maybe give you an overview of how we look at cybersecurity when it comes to whether our customers' data is leveraging our cloud services. That means they are leveraging our data centers, or if they are on their own, they are working in their hybrid model when they are managing their devices and applications on prem. So when we think of our global commitment to battle against cybercrime, it requires a combination of technology, operations, the legal action that we take against cyber criminals, and the way we look at our policies. Look at that when you build your code when you build your applications and when you build your products how is security built in at the time when you are developing in the entire software development life cycle how do you conform to global standards then how you ensure what right of policies you have so customers data always remain in their control and it's private some of the investments that we have made over the years includes cyber defense operations center which has access to our global network of data centers and infrastructure and they are able to pull in intelligence at a real time basis we are tracking close to 8.2 to 3 trillion signals a day of cyber threat around the globe then we have digital crimes unit which looks at cyber threat intelligence that is sent to us by our customers through different reporting mechanisms 
to find if are there criminal networks and then we work with law enforcement to take action against them to disrupt them but also we have measures to protect vulnerable population such as children such as elderly who may not be that technology savvy to understand the sophisticated criminals the, the services that are offered leveraging cloud first thing first we all comply with local rules and regulations so they are run in a legally compliant way and any requirement of a nation which has certain data privacy or security norms we ensure that we are in compliance with local norms we are compliance with regional standards and global norms and standards so that way what the global data center infrastructure or cloud infrastructure brings to you is you could be operating in india but you may need to have a business set up in europe or you may want to operate out of southeast asia or you want to be in us and this allows you to seamlessly operate from any environment and wherever you operate and wherever you have your people or any your applications or information or infra that will be compliant with the local laws of that particular country or region but also we are very transparent about it. i think gitanjali you asked the question of where my data would be the first thing first is if data is supposed to be in a country then that particular service data would be in that country and and if it is required to be in india then the data would be in india most companies have started going mobile first with everything they have either an app or if you are looking at a news organization or any organization that revolves around content it's basically content for a mobile platform what steps has microsoft taken to ensure that your mobile experience is safer and better especially when you use microsoft's products no i think it's a good question because we are just uh, we're just living in a you know uh, with this so many interconnected devices the whole proliferation of of devices and the applications and the consumption of the same is just growing exponentially and especially in the covid times when people were just at home they had more i think screen time and they they were more dependent on mobile technology to serve their needs it is definitely an important part of how should we have an approach when it's a largely a mobile first world that we live in but i think we must realize that all the, the mobile first approach is also heavily dependent on cloud based services and that has also opened up new avenues of attack for cyber criminals and malicious actors built in security is different from how you have a, a bolt on security measures which were the conventional many many years back was you have uh, services and applications then you start to add all kinds of security solutions on top of it uh, first it starts with to counter these modern and rising threats we need strong tools which have not only built in security that means the code in itself has security and intelligence built together uh, and then it has on top of it it has the advanced threat protection we call it atp which is at the pc level it would be at the mobile level iot level but that is again powered by cloud based threat monitoring and analytics Interestingly when a while back when I was using Microsoft Teams I actually encountered a problem with the app in the sense that there was some sort of a virus so to speak that kept popping up and every time I opened the app it just kept sending multiple messages so I guess mine was one of those rather unfortunate phones which had that sort of an issue there are similar issues with other types of technology as well and such problems could hamper business activities as well as the customer growth for a particular company how do you think businesses and consumers should go about doing things online henceforth especially when there's a lot of unpredictability in the world of technology i think that's a good thought because one thing is for sure there is nothing in the technology world which can be called foolproof because technology is evolving at a rapid pace there are advances being made in terms of how these services and how these the data and the ai and everything is almost evolving around 
the new ways in which technology can support the requirements of, of the society and the economy and, and the businesses. So the journey of that evolution will always have some form of learnings across. Some things will be successful, some things will fail. And, and how do you take advantage of that to then build the next solution and, and the features around it? And that is where the whole question comes for us. It's all about, can we bring trust in our technology? How do we look at privacy? How we look at security? How do we look at the principles of transparency? And then look at the compliance rules and the norms that we need to adhere to, to give those services. And what happens if we make any changes? What kind of controls we have on our subcontractors? And businesses continuously look for those kind of conversations and also deep depth to understand that these commitments are not just words. They are embedded in the contracts. They are embedded in the practices and the amount of information we share. We believe technology has a huge potential to change the world. It will continue to. But question of trust will always be paramount. What is your take on the possibilities of a universal convention for internet usage? Absolutely. I would say yes to your question straight away. Cybercrime is a global issue. No doubt about it. There are no boundaries to it because criminals don't think of boundaries. They think of where the vulnerabilities are, where the computers are, where the data is, and how they can steal, corrupt, or do other malicious activities on it. And another truth is that there is no one entity or the government or an organization or law enforcement agency which can fight cybercrime alone. It's just not possible because of the transnational nature, because of the sophistication of attacks, because even the attacks that you can't even discover where who the attackers actually are and where are they located. It's a great topic for all governments and industry to think about. You need collaboration because attackers typically will not be in your country at all. So you need to think very broadly. And I can call out one specific global initiative, which was from the French president, uh, Mr. Emmanuel Macron, called Paris Call. Then we have been very clearly advocating for cybersecurity tech accord. Today, we have 145 global tech companies who have signed up on the tech accord. We have been even calling for Digital Geneva Convention. And we have also a team called Defending Democracy Team. We have very unique services like Election Guard. We have Account Guard, which have been offered to enhance the integrity of the elections. 